So something I want to do with the notes that I think is rather unique is that we can go back in time and look at a founder or an entrepreneur's thinking um, maybe a couple years in the past. And so this is an example today where this talk that uh, I'm going to be telling you about uh, was given by the founder of Stripe, uh, Patrick, three years ago. And he did it at the Stanford Graduate School of Business in this class called the Industrialist Dilemma. And so we're going to be able to see like what, how he was thinking at this point in time and his specific uh, journey on, on building that company, which I, which I personally find fascinating. All right, so he, he jumps in real quick. Uh, the reason we started working on it, meaning Stripe, initially is because we were astonished by the non-existence of something like Stripe. I was looking for the easy, uh, for the easy to set up thing that would enable you to charge a credit card. We are not talking about building a self-driving car. We are talking about charging a credit card. And this next sentence is a perfect example of you have a product that's worth building or not. It seemed implausible that something like Stripe would not exist. And he talks about like, what, what was the customer experience before Stripe? Like how hard was it for people on the internet or people uh, that are not in, in the same physical location as their customers to accept credit cards? He says, it was like this mortgage, it was this mortgage-like process. You'd have to go to the bank, describe your idea, convince them, weeks of setup, paperwork, high barrier to entry. So as the internet grow, as people spend more and more money on the internet or through the internet, uh, Stripe will obviously grow as that that demand increases, right? And so this is him. He's his. This is Patrick describing what's the opportunity for the internet. He's like, well, ninety eight percent of total consumer spending takes place offline today. And so he's in his opinion, he says it seems so obvious that there there will be far more enabled, uh, meaning internet payments, and happening in the future. Despite the veneer of maturity to online commerce, like if you just stop some person on the street, there's no way they're going to think that only nine, that 98% of all uh, global commerce takes place offline. Um, so he says, you know, what, what's that percentage? Right now it's at 2% that happens online. But, may, but uh, who knows where it gets, but it could be 28% or 40%. Who knows? That will be happening in the future is yet to be enabled. So that's the opportunity ahead of Stripe. Um, he said, and he, he's a student of history himself, and he says, Silicon Valley is well known for being a cradle of entrepreneurship and new companies, but it is just as successful at being a grave. So he goes on to list all these companies that had revenue and customers and, and, and employees, and then they messed up somewhere along the line, and they went out of business. So it's, he doesn't want to just think the Stripe's already successful, that, that he's going to take his eye off uh, the, the possibility that they could still fail. And he says, there is a tendency when describing product or business advantage to over-intellectualize it. You are always looking for, you're always looking for the structural reason. There is no rigorous structural framework for describing polish, smoothness, or ambient superiority. What an interesting idea. Yet it really matters. You know, people try to distill business down to a science. It's not a science. He's describing things that are abstractions, but still very real and very important to the overall success of their product. Uh, this is what enabled initial growth at Stripe. It was just a better product. You could set it up faster and it was easier to understand. Um, then he talks about the, the larger point of the economy as a whole that a lot of people are just kind of fighting over how to divide it up. And he's like, it's a mistake to look at the economy as zero sum. It is possible for it to be positive sum. Because Stripe's thesis is to bring the 2% of transactions done online to, to 20% or 50%, there aren't a whole lot of companies who are directly threatened or imperiled by Stripe. So he talks about, he's like, do banks look at you as competitors? No, because we're bringing them a lot of other business they never had before. Stripe operates on top of their rails, not in replace of. And I love this idea. If you can identify a fundamental part of human nature and optimize your company around it, 
uh, because human nature is not going to change over the long term. That's a good idea. So he says, in some ways, Stripe is a bet on human laziness. We are a bet that people will prefer to do things from their phone than going to physical places in person. Um, and he says, I think there's something incredibly potent to this technology-powered restructuring, meaning going from physical to digital. If you looked at a snapshot of the economy in 30 to 40 years' time, a very large fraction of it will be occupied by companies taking advantage of things you are describing, which means a bet on human laziness, a focus on convenience that's offered in the digital world that is just not found in the industrial world. And then finally, he says, what are the modern ways, he was asked the question, what are the modern ways of competitive advantage that you think of uh, developing within Stripe? And he, he feels his competitive advantage is the mind share of all developers. There are so much, they're becoming way more important with time. And he says, there's so, there's so many things in their head that is wired for Stripe that is not wired for something else. 